Hello, hello, hello. I'm Shamila, and I am your host of the Mind Recovery Podcast. Welcome, and let's get into it. Oh my goodness, guys. Hello, I'm finally back. I swear I need to come up with a podcasting schedule because I can't count on myself to actually upload a podcast on time. They're about uh, several weeks apart, if not months. My schedule is so hectic that I just need to schedule podcasting in. I need to choose a day that I release the podcast and just stick to a schedule like most podcasters. But I don't know why I haven't done that yet. It would probably make my life a little bit easier and I could stay on top of it. But here we are. So stay tuned. I'll probably be making a schedule choosing a day of the week that works best. Um, Probably not once a week. Um, We'll see how that goes. I'm going to figure it out and then I will, I guess, let you all know. But yeah, today's episode is a little bit different and um, I don't have a guest for you today. I want to have a guest soon, but it's just me. And um, I just wanted to discuss the reality of you know, mental illness and mental health issues, as I'm sure a lot of you can resonate with my story and, you know, others' uh, stories that have, you know, been shared on here. And um, I just wanted to just come on and explain things because I feel like when I did an episode on my story, I didn't really, I guess, explain as much as I should have, I didn't really, you know, I didn't necessarily go into detail about everything that I had, you know, kind of gone through. And I thought it was time because I, I get a lot of questions from people being like, you do so much and all this stuff, like, how can you do it with your, like, you know, with your past, with your situation? How are you able to do all this? Teach me. Um, so I just wanted to kind of share everything as a way to, I guess, empower people, um, and that, you know, it is possible to get everything you've ever wanted and it's possible to, you know, have your dream life, dream situation, um, even if you struggle with mental health issues, even if you have a diagnosed mental illness. So that's just kind of why I wanted to share this. And um, yeah, so, you know, I guess I'll take you back to the very beginning. I feel like I'm going to miss some stuff, but, you know, I'm going to try not to. So I guess, as you all know, um, I started, you know, showing signs that I was you know, struggling uh, mentally um, in grade nine. Um, So I was about 15 years old when I started to show a lot of really intense signs. Um, uh, Apparently, according to my my parents, um, I showed signs of it when I was like a toddler, like when I was younger. But, um, you know, I'm just going off of what they said. They said that, you know, I would come home crying from school every single day when I was really young, elementary school age and stuff like that. And I was like, what's wrong with me? And like all this sort of stuff. And like, I always claimed that something was wrong with me, but my parents could never figure it out. They were just like, you're a child, like you're, you're fine. Um, and I, at, at that age, even if you have an awareness of what mental illness is, which most don't at that age, you don't kind of associate yourself with it, right? So you don't really have much of an understanding of it. So it's just kind of like, oh, brushed off, you know, whatever. It'll go away. 
So the extreme signs were, like I said, when I was 15 years old and I was acting out um, pretty badly. So I think Carter can attest to that. So, you know, I had a guest on, his name's Carter. Um, everyone messages me all the time saying that's their favorite episode and then they want him back on. So I don't know what we're going to talk about, but maybe, um, that'll be a plan for the future for sure. Also congrats to him. He got engaged a couple weeks ago. So congrats, Carter. So, so, so happy for you. Finally, you're getting your crap together. Sorry. I give him so much crap for not getting his life together and he is He's gotten his life together so much. So, you know, props to him. Congrats to you and the girlfriend or now fiance. I better be invited to the wedding. If I'm not, um, you're going to hear from me. That's for sure. So it's really funny now that I'm congratulating him because this story kind of goes back to him in a sense. So uh, for those of you who don't know, um, me and Carter briefly dated um, in grade nine for like six months. Um, he was like my first boyfriend, but I mean, how serious could a six month relationship in grade nine be, right? I mean, now we laugh and realistically, we probably should have never dated because we're just such good friends. Um, but anyway, we briefly dated and um, I started showing signs actually when we broke up I guess I don't know if it was during I guess he would have a better understanding of if I was acting out during the relationship he would probably say yes but I'm not going to speak for him so um basically um he broke up with me and um I don't know I kind of hit a downward spiral and it wasn't because like a lot of people are like it's a breakup get over it and the thing that people don't know is that it wasn't just the breakup it was an accumulation of things of course my first heartbreak is you know gonna be devastating for sure but I also hadn't dealt with my grandma's death either my grandma passed away when I was in the seventh grade so two years prior um to me and you know Carter's relationship ending um and I hadn't really dealt with it. People asked me, were they like, why aren't you crying? Like I just, like I couldn't cry. Um, and then I turned into a huge cry, which is hilarious, but I couldn't cry. I like, I just basically like blocked it out in a sense um, that that happened. And it was just, yeah, it was an accumulation of a lot of things that happened. And I guess that was a point that breakup triggered an emotion that I never really that never came to surface before because I had never really brought out the hurt. Anytime I would feel hurt, I would shut down. And that brought it out that actually I, I didn't shut down. Instead, it all came out. All of the hurt I had experienced basically since I was born came out. I have absentee grandparents um, who didn't weren't a part of my life um, for 10 years. And they're still not because um i'll explain the situation i've learned for the longest time i thought it was me being better because i refuse to have a relationship with them now even though they've tried um i've learned um through therapy uh, actually that it, it's not bitter it's um just because they're your blood and you share dna with them doesn't mean that they belong in your life and they are very toxic people um they are not good people at all um so i i don't want to be associated with them um to me they're not my grandparents but so basically yeah they're absentee grandparents i had that to, to deal with and i never really dealt with and never understood why they didn't care for 10 years why they didn't say happy birthday when you're little all you want like your favorite people your grandparents right those are that's typically your favorite people and i only had 
my grandparents on one side of the family that cared and actually acted like grandparents and the other side didn't even want to acknowledge my existence uh, and it wasn't just me it was you know my sister and you know my, my whole family so it's not like it was like a targeted thing um but i had that to deal with as kind of like a little background just all of all of that and then um i guess once i you know i was kind of headed down a downward spiral after that breakup i could not handle my emotions at all um at all i was saying really irrational things i was doing very irrational things um i did really did not see a will to stay on this earth i did not like the i can't even explain the emotions i was feeling i just like couldn't do it like i couldn't handle it i couldn't handle life i didn't like the direction that life was going in and i was like i can't like continue this if it's gonna keep you know being like this and feeling like this and um so that's kind of when i started um self-harming because i needed kind of like a way to, like i thought that was a way to release my emotions it's not and it doesn't make you feel better it really doesn't and that's not a very rational approach but you know what at that time i was i i that's what i did and um i did that for quite a few months and, and hid it from everyone no one knew um at all and even if i wore t-shirts like I tried to hide it most of the time, but the odd time that I didn't because I just wasn't even really thinking about it, um, people didn't notice. Um, so I was kind of glad that no one called me out for it at that time, obviously, and all that sort of stuff. And then um, a couple months later, I was kind of lying in bed one night and I, I just, you know, I started reflecting and I was like, I'm not doing well and I need to do something about it and I don't I think this is beyond my control at this point and I need somebody's help like I need I need help um and um so that's at that point where I came to terms that I was not okay and this was not going to get better um I need just trying to deal with it on my own so I uh confided in Carter um actually because me and Carter I forgot to say this me and Carter started talking like as friends like several months after um and he was really concerned because i i wasn't you know i wasn't doing good and saying rational things and he knew what was going on so um he reached out and um he you know was very helpful and i told him what i was feeling and he encouraged me to tell my mom because i'm very close to my mom so he encouraged me to tell my mom um you know what i had been doing the self-harm and how i've been feeling and that that that, that i need i need help and I, I can't do it anymore like i can't and so i was really nervous to tell my mom face to face so i sent in a text not the most adult approach but like i was 15 so i wasn't an adult um so I sent her a text message kind of telling her everything and then she came downstairs right away and she's like, I'm going to contact everyone I know and I'm going to get you help, which that was an amazing reaction to get. She didn't sit there and she she wasn't wondering why or like, 
you know stop she didn't say oh stop doing that and like she literally like her thing was i want you to be okay if you need help i'm gonna get it for you and she um her and my dad too you know because then after she told my dad um her and my dad um tried to reach out to everyone to find me you know care like right away and um I started doing therapy um, not too long after, and then I was on the wait list to get into um, an outpatient um, program. So, um, well, I was on the wait list for that because I was like a nine month wait list. I was seeing, I was actively seeing a therapist. And then when I got into the um, outpatient program, they did an assessment, they diagnosed me with four different things. Details of that don't really matter, but they diagnosed me with four different, um, you know, mental health um, issues, I guess, mental illness, yeah, um, four different disorders, and um, they gave me um, medication um, to treat, obviously, the severity of the worst part of the mental disorders, which was, you know, the depression was definitely the worst part of it at that time. So I was active doing therapy. I was taking my medication. I was doing everything I needed to do. And um, it, it had its ups and downs. I was, you know, I stopped self-harming at that point. Uh, I started doing better. And... Um, it definitely, I had my moments, um, for sure. I would say from then on, it got a little bit better. And then, um, I'd, like I had a really good support system. I had my best friend, Nick at the time was, you know, t- taking care of me, like anything I needed. He was literally force feeding me because I couldn't eat. I did not have an appetite, um, because I was just so depressed, but like he forced me, um, he always texted me making sure I was okay. Like he would, you know, make sure I got to all my classes. Like he never like let, let me walk the hallway alone. Like I was never alone. So um, to this day, I appreciate that so much because he was by my side, no judgment, no nothing, um, which so thankful for that. Um, everyone deserves to have somebody like that all the time, but especially when they're struggling. So um, I was doing butter and um, I had you know, a couple moments when I was 17 where um, it was kind of like up and down. Um, I still, the odd time was acting irrationally, saying irrational things. And um, then kind of, I guess, shit hit the fan when I was 18. Um, If he listens to this, then... You probably won't, but, or if his mom does, then I'm sorry, but uh, he, he was no good. I'm not going to say his name, but I, when I was 18, I was dating this guy that I was like childhood friends with. Um, I've known his parents for a while and his parents know my parents and all that sort of stuff. And we went to the same elementary school. Um, and we have a lot of mutual friends. And um, we started dating basically right away. Um, you know, we didn't take that time to like see each other. Like we like knew of each other. We kind of knew things about each other. Like we just hit it off right away. So we started dating right away. He's, he was just a year older than me. And that relationship was really good. I felt like my first real adult relationship 
and um we broke up very unexpectedly i was extremely blindsided um when we broke up because things were going so well um i remember that i was um i was leaving school one day and i texted him i barely heard from him that day and i texted him and i was like hey like are you still coming over today and he replied no and i was like oh okay i was like you know kind of curious as to why because we basically we, we had a plan and i was just confirming and i was like oh like is there a reason um and he's like he's like oh i'm just not coming over i was like okay he's clearly in a mood kind of left it whatever and then he texted me saying he's like yeah i'll come over after I was like, he's like, I just really want to watch. I think the Jets game was on or something. Some sort of game was on. I don't know. Um, I think it was the Jets game was on. And he's like, my friends are coming over. They really want to watch the game together. I'll come over after. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, if you want to hang out with your friends, like you could have just told me that. But yeah, no problem. I'll see you after. Just text me when they're leaving. And then at that point, it's late. It's like... 10 o'clock or something like that or whatever time it was and i had school the next day um in the morning and he basically was like i i texted him because he hadn't texted me and i was like so i'm guessing you're not coming over i thought the jets game was over a while ago and he's like yeah it did end a while ago and i was like okay obviously was like hey what is going on with this guy so i called him because texting wasn't getting me anywhere he wasn't really responding and he was avoiding me for i don't even know to this day the reason <laughs> as to why i don't even really know why this was out of nowhere it was ridiculous but anyway so the worst part about this is obviously we broke up that night i'll get into that but worst part is that was the next day was the anniversary of my grandma's death, which is a really, really difficult day for me. Um, so, and he knew that and he decided to just give me all the anxiety I could have, um, you know, hours before it's the anniversary of her death, right? Knowing how much that day already causes me so much, you know, grief. And so I called him, he didn't answer. He, he rejected it right away. So I texted him and I was like, can you answer my call? Like, what is going on? I was like, can you just talk to me? So I called him, he answered me and he was like, hey, I was like, hi, like what, like what's happening? What is going on right now? And he's like, oh, like I didn't, I wanted to do this in person. I was like, you could have seen me in person. You chose to avoid me. And he was like, I wanted to do this in person, but he's like, this isn't working out. I'm not going to repeat the derogatory things that he said, but basically to put it in a nice way, he said his heart was with someone else and always has been throughout our entire relationship beforehand. And that he only liked me because I was good looking and I was a lot of fun basically 
is what that was and that his heart was not with me and it was never with me when keep in mind i didn't say this he was the first one to say that he loves me he told me he loved me first so he loved me but his heart was never with me so that was a lie right this is like the first real i love you situation i've ever had as like an adult and he ruined that completely because that was all fake um not to mention that he was talking and like this it was a long distance um it was a long distance relationship like she lives in bc or something i don't know but his heart was with her so he was basically having a romantic relationship online with this girl the whole time and he liked her and he liked her over me and yet he still chose to get into a relationship with me because they were having this sort of romantic relationship prior and chose to date me and string me along and still talk to her so i don't care i mean it doesn't matter that he didn't go there and they didn't hook up but that's still cheating he basically had another relationship the they weren't officially dating or anything but they were you know his heart was with her he was into her he liked her the whole time he talked to her all the time the entire time you were dating so that is cheating um so yeah that was my first like cheating experience so basically yeah i got cheated on and <laughs> that is when things went downhill again um they went downhill in a different way though um i think i only self-harmed like a relapse from that and i did it like once at that age and then i never did it again and i haven't done it since i did it once when i was 18 that's the last time i do it um i don't remember the context behind that one either um so long ago now but so basically i spiraled out of control and i decided to go drinking all the time all i did was drink i drank all the time um to a point where the room was spinning where i couldn't tell what was going on i couldn't remember any nights at all i experimented with some drugs i probably shouldn't have touched um and um i'm really lucky that i ended up not getting addicted to anything that i was trying or that um I didn't let the whole alcohol thing get to me either because that does happen to a lot of people and um, I was doing it to numb the pain basically I was just like I didn't feel good enough after what he did and I mean I didn't feel good about myself even before that but he just triggered something in me that's like I'm not good enough I'm not lovable like some you know I'm always someone else is always going to be chosen over me sort of thing so I brought those feelings in that I never had before and um caused me to make some bad choices with guys and it was just a messy situation for me so i that continued till i was about 20. so yeah till i was about 20 so um that went on for like two years and then when i was 20 i started to settle down i met a guy is there too many guy stories? It's all, it's all I'm hearing right now. <laughs> but I met a guy and um, we were kind of long distance in the beginning. And then he decided to move here for me. And we dated for almost two years. Um, 
and that I'd like set me straight um, basically and I had done a lot of work on myself and I felt really secure and safe in the relationship he treated me really well um that relationship obviously now ended um after that point our relationship started to have some struggles in it the last couple months prior to us breaking up um you know we talked about breaking up a few times before we did but I was always in a bad mood because of certain things he was doing or wasn't doing I'm not going to go into the details of that but that relationship didn't work out and we broke up and I was actually okay afterwards. I actually was only upset for like that night. Um, and if he's listening to this, I'm I'm sorry. Like it's not that I wasn't upset, but I mentally checked myself out of that relationship before we broke up because we were struggling and talking about breaking up that I, you know, I kind of felt that we should break up couple months before we did and so I basically was already done with that relationship so I got over it pretty quickly um another guy do I have to mention another guy oh my god <laughs> and then I met another guy and uh not that much longer after we started dating three months after me and that other guy broke up and let's just say that that was not good for me um, this guy experiences his own, you know, mental health issues. And, um, unfortunately for me, he was kind of rubbing off on me by me being around him so much. Um, I struggled to get like severe anxiety and I hadn't, I've always had like a little bit of anxiety, but nothing too bad. But I started getting the worst anxiety. I was throwing up three to five times a day. I was 90 pounds at one point. Um, I, I've talked about this on a different podcast, so I'm not going to go into too much detail with that. But um, when we broke up a couple months later, um, I was like, I can't let this happen again. I need to, you know, I need to be strong. I need to be on my own. I need to fix myself. Um, which eventually happened. Um, I was working on myself for about like a year and a half. I didn't date anyone. I didn't even go on a single date. I wanted nothing to do with men for like a year and a half um, because I knew that I was doing something wrong. I knew that I was picking people that were wrong for me. And I knew that I never really took the time to be alone and figure myself out and, you know, kind of figure out what my personality is and what I want in life. And so basically, that's what I did for a year and a half. I figured out everything. I mean, I kind of knew what I wanted to do career-wise since I was 15. I mean, since I fell in love with therapy, I wanted to be a psychotherapist. So, I mean, that didn't change. Plans weren't altered still, you know, doing that. So, um, I'm, you know, I've become really, I'm a very motivated, ambitious person, as a lot of people say. Um, I fill my plate uh, like crazy. Like I, um, I work full time. I'm a full time master student. I'm working my business. I am doing some work for my mom. I am just doing all these things. Um, so I'm always super busy, and that really helps. With I'm um, keeping super busy does help, so that I don't you know, have negative thoughts and stuff like that. Keeping busy is actually a really good thing for me. And um, I've done a lot of healing. I've, you know, been going to therapy this whole time. So that has, you know, helped so much to be who I am today. And that's why I'm like a big advocate on like 
you know, taking care of yourself and being on your own and, you know, figuring out what your passion is, what your personality is, what you want in life. That's super important um, because you can only work for that for yourself. No one's going to give you those things. You need to work for those things. And my parents taught me to work for the things that you want since they are immigrants. Um, They had nothing when they came here. So they taught me hard work. Um, So that's where I got that from. But that's where the, the reality of this is, you know, it's to take care of yourself. Like after that horrible relationship I had with the guy who's super narcissistic um, that I've talked about on here before, um, he emotionally abused me so bad and I was not messed up at all afterwards because I was so strong on my own. I had done so much work and so much reflecting that, you know, when I got out of that relationship, I knew what I needed to do to keep myself in check so that I didn't go down a bad pattern. And I didn't let that deter me from trusting other guys. And now I'm in such a happy, loving relationship. I've been in this relationship for over a year and um, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I trust him so much. He treats me like a queen um so yeah things things change they really do i was at a very low point in my life and now i'm getting everything i've ever wanted due to hard work and yeah just working on myself and working hard at every aspect of my life so that's why i wanted to come on here if you have any questions let me know if you want to be a guest on the next episode let me know if you want to maybe try out a co-hosting situation i'm also very open to that as well so it's not just me but yeah uh that's all for now and i will see you guys next time and i will make a schedule eventually